Hello and welcome once again to our weekly sermon podcast from Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor David Hansen, uh, and it's wonderful to have you with us once again. We are continuing to read through the entire Bible this summer. This last week we read the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, focusing on God's law and the role that God's law plays in our lives. Uh, We also read the story from the Gospel of Mark about Jesus and his disciples uh, passing through the field and plucking grain as they went, uh, in which we hear Jesus say that the Sabbath was made for mortals and not mortals for the Sabbath. If you're looking for resources for reading the whole Bible, I'd invite you to go to our website, uh, sojoy.org, that's sojoy.org, and those resources are right on the front page. You can also find resources for growing your faith all through the summer, uh, and I hope as you enjoy these podcasts, you will share them with others and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and may you be richly blessed in the week to come. Leviticus and Numbers, and we've got Deuteronomy around the corner. Lots of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. All of our favorite part of the Bible, right? I wonder if you've ever seen those Ten Commandments plaques on on courthouse lawns. You know what I'm talking about? Or heard the debates about whether or not they ought to be there? What are some of the reasons we hear about why they ought to be there? What, what, what do you got? Remind people of what to do and what not to do, right? Or they'll say that our laws are based on the laws of the Bible. But I wonder how many of you have ever mowed your lawn on a Saturday? I gotta stone you. I gotta stone you dead. Like the law, and I mean, that's not like way down on the list, right? That is, that's a big one. And, and we're not very good at number three of the ten. And we're not very good at like, there are no laws about that. In fact, if we really want to talk about the law, we need to talk about the law. And the law, as it is in Scripture, is more, 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 more than just the Ten Commandments, right? It, it took a little while to get through. Uh, But I thought I would bring a copy of the law with me. Um, And so I brought a a, a scroll of the law. Um, Layla, would you help me out? Can you pick the other end of that up? You can hand that to her right there. And let's let's, let's see where this goes, Layla. So in the Old Testament, the rabbinic tradition says that there are 613 laws in Torah. Can you pick up the end there? Let's see how long this is. So if we were to write out all those laws, they would look kind of like this. How you doing on the law? How you doing on following the law exactly? And then to think about the reality that a lot of these things we don't and don't want to do. 
When people talk about the law, they're usually, you can sit down, they're usually talking about the things that other people do. They aren't talking about the law, for example, that says that if you don't tithe, that is, give 10% off the top to the Lord as the beginning of your offering, I got to stone you. So I'm going to need to see your W-2s. And we'll go from there. When people tell me that they take the Bible absolutely literally, I wonder how much they've read. Because we're doing far too little stoning of people. When you and I look at a list like this, when we think about laws as they exist in our lives, when we think about laws as they exist in our lives, we usually think about how they limit us. How they keep us from doing the things that we might want to do. So my doctor says to me, David, <laughs> less fried food, less cheeseburgers, more grains and more veggies, because your cholesterol is too high. And I think, man, think about all these things that I'm not allowed to eat anymore. I was going through the grocery store yesterday, I thought, well, I can't have that, and I can't have that, and I can't have that. But we think about the law, the rules, as the things that it keeps us from doing. The things that we are not allowed to do. The limitations on us. But what if the law is a gift and not a burden? What if the law is intended to set us free rather than to bind us? So the story goes in Numbers and, and, and in Leviticus. This is taking place right as the people are getting ready to go into the promised land. Now the thing about going into the promised land is there are already people there. Lots of people. And those other people live in other ways. And a large part of these 613 laws are about how the people of Israel will be different than the people who are already living there. About how they will set themselves apart from the people that they live with. Yes, Eliana. It's good to have a law. Some things are not good. Like someone a little kid driving in the front. You're right. Some things are good and they're for our health, right? Like a little kid in the front seat is so that they stay safe. And so lots of these laws are about keeping us safe. There are laws in here about how to clean mold out of your house. I've mucked out after Harvey. Those are good laws. There's laws about disease in the camp and keeping it out of the camp. Not because those people are bad, but because once, right, when you live in a camp, you know that once you get a disease in the camp, it spreads. Just like the school says, don't come to school with a fever. Because once one kid does, the whole school is sick. And there are laws like that. But there are also laws about how different they are to be from the people who live around them. How they're supposed to set themselves apart. And so if the people who already live there do one thing, you do the opposite so that you look different. So that you don't forget who you are. 
That's the danger. It's the danger for you and I. We often forget who we are. We'll go out into the world and we will exist as a parent or as a spouse or as an employee, as a person who needs money to live. And we'll forget who we are first. Who we are first is God's. God's beloved children. And we forget sometimes. And so a lot of these laws are about remembering who they are in the context of the promised land. Now, we do not live in 1000 B.C. in Canaan, right? I mean, again, we could go down the list. How many of you have ever signed on as a promissory for a loan? Ever signed a promissory note for a loan? Ah, have you ever earned any income from interest? Man, have you ever loaned any money through, say, you're part of a credit union or, right? Man, bunch of sinners in here. You know, that's in the 613 things that you are not supposed to do. But we don't live in 1000 B.C. in Canaan. We live in the 21st century in the Western world. And Paul says the same thing to us that God said to the Israelites, that we are to be set apart. We're supposed to remember who we are. And that word set apart is the same word from which we get holy. To be holy is to be different, to be set apart for a purpose, to be given a job and a place and an identity. And you, you are all holy, says Paul. You have been set apart. And we are called to not forget. Maybe not in the same ways the Israelites didn't forget, but in other ways. To remember who God has called us to be. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that that looks like. But I want to tell you a story first. I can find my clicker. Uh, my story starts in another congregation that I served, and it was like, you know, this this church out in the country, white, white church with the, with the graveyard next door, right, and the parsonage right next to the graveyard, and that's where I lived. And, and in the back of the church, you go to the seminary, cemetery, and I would often walk the cemetery, and there was this very back row that was farther back than the rest. And that very back row was for people who had committed suicide. For people who were unwed mothers. For people who had gotten divorced. Because originally that back row was outside of the fence. They built the cemetery, and then they would build gra put graves outside of the fence for those who they thought were outside of God's grace. And this is a tradition that goes far, far back in the church. But the thing that happened at this congregation that I served is that over the years, the fence moved. Over the years, those who were once outside the fence became inside. As we learned new things about how God works in the world, as we discovered about mental illness and how it's a part of our health, and we discovered about 
how the law applies to our lives in new ways, the fence moved. Jesus was out walking with his friends, and they started plucking grain, which is harvesting on the Sabbath. And what happens if you work on the Sabbath? You get stoned. But Jesus did. And Jesus said, The Sabbath was made for mortals and not mortals for the Sabbath. The law is a gift. We often like to use it like a hammer to beat on things and beat on people. We like to use it as a fence to keep people out. We see it often as this burden that weighs us down, but the intention of God was for it to be a gift that frees us to be set apart and different, to be God's holy people, to live with love and kindness and generosity. What would it look like if we took as seriously as the thou shalt nots, the thou shalts? Thou shalt give to those who ask. You shall make sure that there is nobody who lives with not enough in your community. You shall treat everyone with love and kindness because I am the Lord your God. What if we lived into those when we talked about the law? And those were the thing that set us apart from everyone else. Maybe we do go back and we learn to observe Sabbath, not because Sabbath is a law, but because we all need to rest, and God knew it. Maybe we do go back and we talk about the language that we use. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Not because we're afraid of getting struck down by lightning if we use the wrong words, but because we know that the words that we use when we talk to other people set us apart when we speak with kindness and love and generosity. The law is a gift for us and not a burden. The law is the thing that sets us free to be who God intended us to be in the world. It's not a checklist. It's not that we're going to get to heaven and God is going to hold up this list and go down and say, well, you did more of them wrong than you did right, or more of them right than you did wrong. This is not a scorecard for us or for anyone else. The Sabbath was made for mortals and not mortals for the Sabbath, says Jesus. Live into who God has called you to be, a people who are set apart. How will you look different than the world around us? What can we say about the world around us? What does it look like, I wonder? I look around some... A lot of people argue a lot. What would it look like if we argued less? I look around and a lot of people talk just to be heard without ever listening. What would it look like if we were people who listen? I look around and a lot of people are convinced that there is not enough. And so they can't share. What if we were people who are convinced that God is overflowing with God's generosity, and so we can be overflowing with ours. I look around, and 
There's a lot of people who like to tell everyone else how wrong they are. And don't get me wrong, it's fun. But what if we were the people who instead let people know how loved they are first? How could that set us apart as holy and God's own? As we live in this world but are not of it. As we are called to be that people that are set apart. You hear what else Paul said? Same passage. He says, be set apart. And he says, as much as possible, be at peace with everyone. Be joyful with those who are joyful and grieve with those who are grieving. Hmm. That sounds like a really good way to be set apart in the world. It's hard to read through 613 laws. And those of you who made it through Numbers and Leviticus last week, well done. Uh, It's not my favorite week of reading in the Bible either. And I invite you to think about, as you read those laws, the ways that God set those people free to be something new and different in the world and how God is doing the same thing with us. Not laying a burden on our shoulders but setting us free. Setting us free to be something new and exciting and different from the rest of this world.